0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sweet Empowerment Podcast. When my next guest was 19 years old, she woke up one morning to find her mother dead, face down in their bathroom. Twenty years later, the tears from that trauma were still just under the surface. She sought help, and in one 15-minute session with a strange technique, she was able to remove the charge from that event and be able to tell the story with no emotion, That one session sent her on a journey to not only release the trauma from the past memories, but to get beyond that into the subconscious mind to release tension stored deep in her body, simply using the power of awareness. She says that much of the time society tells us, and therefore we tell ourselves, that we shouldn't be feeling what we are feeling. And she has found that seeking out our truth, what we truly feel, and accepting those feelings is the key to inner peace because once we change our inside our outside changes too please welcome the delightful Anne hints you are listening to the sweet empowerment podcast with kristin brown where we upgrade our relationships and life by applying practical ideas universal truths and life-changing inspiration let's go have some fun Hi, Anne, I'm so glad you're here with me today. I was looking so forward to this conversation because this is just all about everything that I love to talk about. So welcome to the Sweet Empowerment Podcast.
1: Hi, Kristen, thanks for the chat.
0: (laughs) So let's just start out with a little bit of your backstory about how you got started teaching what you teach.
1: Okay, well, I actually had to do the work first before I had any idea that I was gonna teach anything. So I've been working on myself for decades and I tried so many things, um, hoping that something would change and I would try a different diet or try something else and something would change for a little while, but never for long enough. So I kept searching and it was at the point where I had two young boys and I went to my physician and he asked me what my stress level was, thinking, because I was a stay-at-home mom with two young kids, that it would be pretty low. And it turned out it was an eight out of 10. And the reason was because the tears from my mother's death when I was 19, so two decades earlier, were still so close to the surface. Mm -hmm. And so he used a technique with me that I think you know of called EFT, Emotional Freedom Technique. Used it for about 15 minutes. And I walked away from his office being able to tell the story about her death, um, which was pretty traumatic because I'd walked into the bathroom and found her there. I could tell the story without any emotions coming up. And it was just amazing to me. It was like magic. Yeah. So at that point I started, uh, I, I started, I learned how to do it myself. It's easy to learn. You can just learn it in a few minutes. And uh, a couple of days later, I had to give my cat saline injections cause his kidneys were starting to fail. First time I did it, my hand was shaking so much. I didn't think I, I would be able to do it. So I thought, okay, this is a good test. So I tapped on the fear I had of needles. I tapped on my memories of having injections as a child. I tapped on all the fears I was feeling. And the next day, the needle just slid right in. I was so calm. It was just amazing. Wow. So at that point, I started doing it on everything. Yes. Um, I went back through my whole history. I wrote down all the traumas I could remember from childhood to alcoholic parents Um, I had um, had PTSD, I had a lot of traumas from childhood that I could work on, and I did, I did the one each day, and I just became more and more aware of how I felt, because at the beginning of that, if someone had asked me, how do you feel, I would say, I don't know, I I had no idea how I felt, because I had so much resistance in my body, and then I, I got to the point where I knew exactly how I felt and it was it went beyond the emotions so to begin with you you can start realizing oh well maybe I feel angry or sad but once you really get into it there are physical sensations associated with those feelings so anger you might have tension in your jaw and a clenched stomach so I got to the point that I could feel those sensations and not just know how I felt emotionally so to me that's a deeper level and oh, then yeah so then I kept going I, I got to the point where um, I was in a, a book group at the time and someone said to me the kind of leader of this group he kept saying every week all you have to do is feel your feelings he said you don't have to meditate which was a light because I didn't want to meditate just feel your feelings. Well, I had no idea what he was talking about. But once I got to this point with EFT, I knew what my feelings were. So I decided, okay, I'm going to try and do what he said. I'm just going to feel my feelings.
0: You know, let's, oh, go ahead.
1: Well, okay. um, We could go (laughs) wherever you want to go on this, but I just part of the journey, I could get deeper and deeper. And so at this point I could actually put my awareness inside my body and feel the tension in there and let it go with my focused attention.
0: Oh, I love, I already, like we are off with a bang because <laughs> I'm chilled all over the place. I just love this conversation already because you touched on something that is so true. And I see this so much in my own coaching practice is that people don't know what they're feeling. I'll say, what do you feel? I don't know if you can see behind. Oh, it's not there. It's over here. But I usually have a on my. Uh-oh, I got out of focus. Let me just fix that. I have on the the chair behind me, the um, table behind me. I have a list of emotions because a lot of times when I'm coaching people, I'm like, "How are you feeling about this?" They 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 don't even know, and they literally look like I just asked them to speak Chinese, you know, or Mandarin. They they do not know. They're just like, "I don't know." And I think that is. I love that you're coming forward with this right now because so many people are going to be able to relate to this and, and say that's me, that's me. Can you talk about why that happens because we know there's a lockup. There's a, there's a lockup happening. Can you talk about why that happens where we get so out of touch with ourselves and our emotions?
1: I believe it's, it's a buildup of resistance and it's actually there is' actually a physical resistance to it, almost like electrical resistance because we put so many barriers up in our life. What I believe is that we, we are a signal. We are, the whole of us is a signal and we emit that signal every second of every day. And what we're getting back is a result of that signal, but, but the signal is created in childhood. It's those years where we're putting everything right into our subconscious mind. And the more we do that, And we don't feel, we don't express those feelings. We have to hold ourselves back. It's that process that's creating the resistance. We're not trusting ourselves. We're not allowed to express our feelings. We know something's wrong. Like if if I was in, when I was um, young and I had my alcoholic parents, you never know what was true. You know what was coming next. So I could, I just had to hold myself back and that's storing resistance. So then, you know, later on down the road, the resistance is still there until you do something about it.
0: And
1: yeah. you can reverse it, as I'm sure you know.
0: Yes, I do, but um, a lot of people don't. They, they feel so, they don't even know what's wrong. They just know something is wrong and things aren't working in their life. And what I'm hearing from you is you were saying that you were a stay at home mom with your two boys and things should have been easy peasy, but there was something terribly wrong. So what prompted you to go get help or to, to dig into this, to figure out what was happening?
1: I got to the point that I really, really wanted something to change. Yeah. I would see these other parents at school who look so calm and peaceful. And I wanted that. So people have to get to that point where they want to change. Otherwise, nothing is going to happen. They have to really want to have something change.
0: Mm -hmm. And then when they start to change, when they want that, what what do you think is the best direction for a person to go? Like, where would you advise someone to look? Because they are so locked up, they don't even really know where to look. Like, yours was EFT. Did you know it was EFT? Or did you just happen upon that because you went to a therapist? Or how did that work out for you?
1: Well, it was one of those serendipitous things where three—I uh, heard about EFT three times within a week, so I knew I knew I had to do that. I also love to do things myself, and EFT is something—it's easy to learn. You can do it as much as you want or as little as you want. It's just an easy thing to do. So, but not everyone can do that. Not everyone can can or is willing to do it themselves, and sometimes safety needs help from a therapist who can do that
0: yeah so let's talk about EFT it's emotional freedom technique and take it away tell us about it
1: okay Uh, it's a an energy modality so what you're doing is you're you're tapping through the ends of meridian points and as you're tapping it's the tapping process itself that's kind of interrupting the energy that's stored in the body so if you do it enough While you're thinking a specific thought that has energy or emotion attached to it, it's going to start to release that energy. (laughs) What I believe it's doing is actually releasing energy in the fascia system or the connective tissue of the body. And that, I believe, is where our memories that are stored with energy, that's where they're stored. So release that.
0: I think a lot of people may not understand, you know, that we are all energy and you're talking about a signal. I'm, is that with another word for that be your frequency or your vibration? Yes.
1: Yes. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. And so when you say meridian for maybe someone who's not versed in this, what, what is an energy meridian?
1: This is from the Chinese system where they, they've shown that energy travels through the body in in specific pathways so each point on the eft system um, in eft taps at the end of one meridian system so if that energy is stored there then that's where it's going to release it now i believe the more you go through the process it's less specific you're actually releasing those almost like the energy meridian pathways so it just tapping in general helps. What I did is I went beyond EFT. I think EFT is really good when you don't know what's happening, when you can't feel the feelings, you don't know what the feelings are, or when the emotions are so intense that you can't, you can't get to the body. So, you know, something might happen that's really stressful at that point. If you just tap on the points, you're going to release some of that emotion. Mm-hmm.
0: A lot of people and she's tapping, by the way, those of you that are listening on the podcast instead of the video, she (laughs) is tapping through this as we're talking. So if you want to watch this on my YouTube channel and actually see the video of us, it's available over there and I'll put the, the link in the notes so that you can see Anne's beautiful face and see what she's doing. Because what she's doing, this is, and for everybody that I've, that I've watched or, or listened or studied about tapping it they do do the same points the same thing that you're doing like we go through the same process and it's in a particular order yes it
1: is yes and when we were talking earlier about people not knowing how they feel you can work through that with EFT so to begin with people could just talk on the words the the something that happened like my dad shouted at me right at that point you don't have to know the feelings you don't have to know the physical sensations but you know what happened my dad shouted at me so you can just tap on that and as the resistance from that diminishes then you might be able to think okay so how did I feel when my dad shouted at me well I probably felt scared or you might know you felt scared right so then you tap on this I felt scared I was scared when my dad tapped on me Right. And then as you let go of the resistance around feeling scared when your dad tapped at me, you can become aware of those physical sensations underneath the fear. So when I feel fear, I can feel it in my stomach so I can feel this tension in my stomach. When my dad shouted at me, I can feel this tension in the stomach. So each time you're going to a deeper and deeper level. Right. With awareness, your awareness has gone from just knowing what happens to knowing the name of the emotion,
0: to knowing the physical sensations. Mm -hmm. So what she's saying is that we start tapping with just the story, just the story. We tap through all the points, the tapping points with just the story. And then we do that as many times as needed until we feel like we can drop down into the next level of what does this feel like for me? Is that correct, Anne?
1: Right, right. So I mean, some people are, are very aware, right? So someone might start be able to start at a deeper level, that they might know the emotions, they might already know the physical sensations. It's just a
0: progression of awareness. Mm-hmm. And then once you get through, I know what I'm feeling. For me, I've seen the scripts where we retell the story. Do, do you do the same thing?
1: Yes, you want to retell it over and over again until, you can, until there's no energy left, right? To, to begin with, you might, you might start saying, I, and I really encourage people to work with hate because we're told not to hate. So that's mm.
0: pretty
1: much always suppressed. So if I say, um, I hate what he did to me, right? There's a lot of energy in that. But if I tap to the point where I can say, I hate what he did to me, there's no energy left in it. Mm-hmm. At that point you've changed, you've changed your vibration. You've actually changed your whole signal. And next time in the future, you will not get exactly the same result. Right. Different.
0: You know, I just want to piggyback on that with a quick story. There was someone who had done me wrong in my life. And I was having coffee with a girlfriend one day, and I said, I just hate her. And I was just like, Burr. And she was, was trying to kind of coach me through it. She's like, well, do you think there's more involved here? And do you think that maybe? And she was trying to get me to, to not hate her. And I said, right now, friend, I need to feel the hate. I just hate her right now. And I'm going to let that be okay. And guess what happened? Just feeling that the full body of that hate, by the next day, I didn't feel that anymore.
1: Perfect, yes, right. that's exactly how it is. And yeah. so I've gone deeper, right? At this point, I can put my awareness inside, focus on an area of tension in the connective tissue and we'll let it go. But I have to get to the point where I just allow it to be. Soon as I allow it to be, it disintegrates. It, it just changes. So as within, so without, right? So that's what it takes. It takes totally accepting the feeling So a lot of times these days when I'm talking with people, I will have them say, and that's okay, right? So if I'm feeling hate for someone, I hate, I hate X. (laughs) And it's okay that I feel that. It's okay that I feel that, that's a normal thing. Anyone else would feel that way too. (sighs) And as soon as I do that, I take a deep breath. I know when when I take a deep breath, I've released something. That's the other great thing about EFT. You know when things are working. You know there's been a change because your voice has changed, the way you see something's changed, the way your breathing changes. People will yawn, they will cry, they will sigh. There are yes. things, physical changes that happen that you know something has changed.
0: That's so funny because I was coaching someone once and I was coaching her at the park. And I could just tell she was this ball of nerves and we went through this whole system. We didn't do tapping. It was something else. And her foot's doing this. And then at one point the foot stopped and I could see her body sink. And I said, okay, we can go to she, I said, you really, she goes, how did you know? Because I could see it happening right before my eyes. I was like, it happened. Same thing with my dog. If he's all spazzy and I'm like, okay, lay down or whatever, you know, I'm trying to calm him. The minute he goes, I know that he's he's now past that spazzy moment. So oh, I just juicy, juicy. Okay. This is yeah. just so good. You touched on a um, a phrase that I've heard my whole life, and it, you don't you don't know me, but Kristen Brown needs to dissect things. And the phrase "as within, so without." I've never really understood. I'm like, what does that really mean? Could you give us a little definition of that? "As within, so without."
1: That comes back to what I think of as the, the law of attraction and how it works, and that we are a signal. Everything about us um, puts off a signal and comes back to us. So if we have tension inside of us over something, that's that's inside of us, right? So whatever is inside of us is going to be it's going to come back to us on the outside. So if I have a feeling about alcohol, which I still do, right, I've I've let go of most of the feelings I had from childhood, but I still have that signal inside of me. I've got that history with alcohol. So on the outside, whenever I see or experience alcohol, that's, I'm, I'm attracted to that, right? I notice it more than someone else who doesn't have that history inside of them, yeah. right? It, but then there's also that deeper level that I just said, right? As within, so without. So if, if I can go in using something like my EFT and change that signal inside of me, then the outside of me is going to change too. So mm. I don't experience the emotions around
0: alcohol anymore because i've let go of the inside
1: of me Mm -hmm. yeah it's a little it's a little complex but
0: no i no believe me i get it and for for those that are following that are conscious creators they're 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 understanding that too it's just about it is really seriously about vibration what are we vibrating what are we attracting to us simplified form right yeah so the key is to um so let's jump into the law of attraction because, you know, that's another topic that I just love and is near and dear to me. And I think I experienced this the first time when I was quite young and I was believing or I was trying so hard to have a boyfriend. I was probably 20 years old. I was ridiculous just looking for any guy out there, feeling like somehow, you know, this was going to complete me. And then at one point I just went, why do I need a boyfriend? And I just said, this is of 20 years old, why do I need a boyfriend? What is my thing? And I released it. And literally two weeks later, I met my first husband who I was with for 10 years. Right. So there is, there is this thing that's going on inside of us. And can you talk about that? The I'm this is a deep topic, like we're saying, so I'm trying to find the right words. The resistance inside of us is stopping us the resistance from the traumas and the situations. And I'm sure you agree. I believe all of us has had trauma. You know, I, I don't think we can go through life unscathed. It's just part of the human experience. But that trauma embeds, beds keeps us locked up, if I'm correct, what you're saying. And then we can't go forward and attract the things we want to attract because we're all jammed up.
1: Right. I, I think we, we, during the first few years of life where we're putting everything in our subconscious mind, that's where we're setting our signal. We're setting it up. And then as we go through life, we actually replay the same feelings over and over again. It's like a muscle memory. Now, you know, we know we have muscle memories for riding a bicycle. Mm-hmm. Right? It's, it's stored inside of us. Well, so is the muscle memory from the emotional experiences we've had. So mm, I can say from my childhood, so I, I experienced a lot of the unknowing, right? Like we can relate to this to current day events. I had a lot of that unknowing because my dad would say something when he was drunk mm-hmm. and then reverse it when he was sober. So I kind of never knew what was the truth, right? So here we are 40, 50 years later and we're really reliving this in society, right? That same feeling, it's the feeling sensation of not knowing what's the truth. We are, exp- I'm experiencing that now, right? In the media, in everything that's going on, that feeling of not knowing, the physical sensation, right? I can feel it in my stomach, I can feel it in my chest. That has been attracted to me again because it lives inside of me. So we replay things over and over again without realizing it until we start to release it. Once we start to release it, then we'll attract something different in the future.
0: Yeah. Yes, yeah, So, so amazing. So question, is it harder to release something the longer that you've had it? So let's say someone working in their twenties through an abusive or alcoholic parent or somebody dying, some traumatic event, is that easier to release that when you're younger than when you're older? And it's been really, really in there deep brooding for, <laughs> for quite a oh, while they're really ingrained
1: but i think it also depends on how much you ingrain it as a child
0: mm-hmm.
1: i have a, a younger lady who works in, who's in one of my groups and she went through a lot i think her parents separated in her first year of life so a lot of her feelings were really ingrained in childhood so it's it's harder for her it seems like it's harder for her she's in touch with a lot of her feelings, but it was really ingrained in childhood. So it, it, I, it depends. I think it depends.
0: Mm -hmm. Also on the willingness, I believe the willingness of the person, because some people it's like one foot in and one foot out. I want it, but I'm scared because this is the unknown. And who am I going to be without this feeling? Because this feeling is so familiar that I'm afraid, you know, that type of thing It is
1: really scary. And that's one of the ways that um, the more awareness you have Sometimes that's why sometimes working with a practitioner who's done a lot of this work themselves can help because they're aware so if if i was tapping with someone like that i would tap on that i'm afraid right i'm afraid to go deep in there because i don't know what's what's in there so you don't actually go to the event itself but you go on the fear that you're feeling right now in the present moment
0: mm-hmm or the fear of letting go or the, yeah, whatever the, just, it can be general to start with, correct?
1: Right. Yeah. 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 But you always try to stick to the present moment. So what exactly am I feeling now right. when I think about this thing?
0: And, and does this also work on conditioned beliefs? So just a belief, of course we know causes emotion in us, but also just the belief that let's say something like, men are untrustworthy because let's say they had a mother that all day long was like, don't trust men, don't trust men. Like when they were little, then they get older and they're having these horrible relationship experiences because they don't believe they can trust anybody. So it's, it's really, I don't know if that would be, it is an emotion attached to it. I get that, but it's really a belief. So does it work on things like just general beliefs as well? Yeah. But,
1: but I would say it's not a general belief, right? Because there was um right. emotional history attached to it. So if you were doing tapping, you'd you, like you said, you'd pull it apart, right? I believe that men are untrustworthy, right? And then you, you said, don't trust men. I think, is that the phrase you just used?
0: And, um, and yeah, like, um, mom.
1: there was emotion attached to it, right? Mom said, don't trust men, don't trust men, don't trust men, right? So you, you'd tap on that until you could just say, oh, don't trust me. my mom, yeah. trust men, right? And then you could also tap on her history, what you know of it. You you pull it apart and you look at it all and you let go of the emotion around it all.
0: Ooh, let's talk about that. You can tap on somebody else's history. Let's talk about that.
1: Yeah, well, you want to tap on everything you know about the subject, right? Because that is, if you've heard it or you've experienced, it's part of you. It's part of your signal. That's why um, um, victims and perpetrators, right, often... Well, not often, but but it is possible for someone who's been a victim to become a perpetrator, because they've experienced both sides of it. It Both lives inside of them. Mm. So you want to tap on both, right? Your history with the being a victim and your history with the perpetrator, to let go of both, so that you can meet in the middle, and just be at peace.
0: Wow, that is fascinating and deep, and I would just love to. Take 30 seconds and marinate that on that, but I'm not going to.
1: <laughs> so still- they are, can I keep going with that question you asked? Sure. Like, yes. So, you can tap on your experiences with people, but I also encourage people to do something that I call air tapping, where they imagine they have this person, whoever it is, sitting in front of them and they tap on their points. Now, it feels a little weird because you're kind of tapping in the air on some imaginary points. But you're imagining this person is right there and you tell them exactly what you want to tell them. You can talk to them. They can say things to you. But but if you're holding things in your mind that you would have wanted to say to someone but didn't because you are holding them back, they're still inside of you. So if you can talk to this person and tell them what what's all that you've been holding inside, then you're letting it out of your body.
0: I have not heard of that and I love that. You know, I'm a huge follower of Dr. Joe Dispenza. Have you heard of him? Yes. Love 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 Dr. Joe. And you know, he talks about that the brain doesn't know the difference between what is happening in physical reality and and what it's is coming up for it in the subconscious like it reacts the same. So I really love this because you can tap on someone else. I didn't even ever occur to me that you could do that. That's fat. I'm going to go, I'm going to hang up from this call. When we're done, we'll go tap on some people. <laughs> That's amazing because it's also a way of getting, especially if you have unresolved stuff with that person that maybe they're not in your life anymore. Sometimes they've passed away.
1: Right. And yeah, yeah you,
0: you can go talk about going backwards and healing that stuff. Like it's not over just because this person is no longer available for a conversation.
1: Right, if it's living inside of you, it's not over. It's part of your signal. So um, the other thing you can do is tap on a uh, younger version of yourself. Right? This five year old girl, I was, I was about two or three when um, I woke up and there was a fire in our house. So I've been back and tapped on this little girl and let go of some of her trauma that way. Now, the, the good thing about doing it outside of yourself, tapping on someone else is the wording is different. Right. You'll say different things when you're talking to your uh, mother or father, perhaps, who's deceased, than you will if you're just tapping on yourself and saying the words. So it's I found it really helpful for people. They have really um, liked that way of doing it.
0: Can you, can you give us an example of just a little bit of dialogue that you would tap on yourself and then one to maybe a parent or to a younger version of yourself so that people get an idea?
1: Uh, sure. Um, I will uh, do it on my brother. Um, I, I hated it that you you were a compulsive liar. I hated that you were a compulsive liar. <laughs> okay, so that's just me talking um, to him. And then I so I'm talking to him now. He's sitting he's sitting in front of me, and I'm tapping on him. Paul, you were so scary. I had no idea what you were doing. I didn't know if you were telling the truth or you were telling a lie. You just didn't show it. There was no way. And it made it so uncomfortable for me.
0: Wow. That is the wording. The
1: wording would be different. It's, it's, It's just different when you're talking to someone.
0: Yeah. So in the first one, you're saying I statements. In the second one, you're talking to them. You're literally like having a dialogue with them as you're tapping in the air through their meridians. Yeah, that is fascinating. So what do you think about the statement healing is hard? Do you agree with that or don't agree with that?
1: It is hard work. If, if you really, really want things to change. It, it, for some people, it's the hardest thing they've ever done. It was, it can be really scary
0: mm-hmm. to
1: look inside and mm-hmm. see what's inside there.
0: Yeah. So would you say it's hard or is it scary?
1: Well, it, it takes. In my experience, it takes time and willingness yes. to do it. Mm-hmm. And some people just aren't willing to do that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's, um, it's one of the things I talk about a lot on this podcast is taking responsibility and knowing that we are the only person we can change. We can't, we cannot change anybody in our external ever. We just can't, we don't have that power. And so in order to change our life, we have to be willing to look at some aspect of ourselves. Even if it's someone who did you so wrong and it's so easy to point 10 fingers at them and tell them you know, that they're the bad guy, but there's something about us that we do have control over that we can change our experience. Can you expand on that?
1: Yeah, it's the only thing that we can do. And um, it, it's interesting to to look through this through the holographic lens of the universe, which um, it's, it's kind of scary to do sometimes. So I think of, so things that are happening today. So there's a lot of people out there wanting other people to do something with their body. So I'm thinking specifically of the vaccines that are, that's happening. Yeah, oh yeah. So, um, the energy of that, of us wanting someone else to do something different is our resistance, right? Because we are wanting, we're not accepting what's happening. We're not accepting the present. We're wanting them to change something. So that's not helping us at all. It's not helping our signal because we're putting off that signal of not being okay with the present moment. It's not helping those other people either because they are feel, feeling pushed against, right? They're feeling that like someone's trying to make them do something that mm-hmm. they don't want to do that is not good for them either so the only thing we can do is work on ourselves right so we can tap on something like i want them to think differently i think they should all have vaccines or i think it should be a free choice whichever side you're on it doesn't matter it's the feelings inside that matter right so even me wanting other people to let go of those feelings is me not accepting the present moment. So I can tap on, it's like, I don't like things as they are. I don't like that people want other people to have vaccines. I don't like that people are trying to force people to have vaccines or not allow them not to have vaccines or whatever it is. If I'm not happy or if I'm not at peace with the present moment, then it's my resistance.
0: And mm-hmm. I'm the only one that I can change. Amen, sis. That's all we can do is, is work on ourselves. And for me, my experience, and I, I wonder if you've had this, is that when I really started to heal my backstory and started to heal my thoughts and beliefs and all these things that, that had kept me stuck or in a repeating pattern of unhappiness in my life. When I started to have my little breakthroughs, I got really freaking excited and I couldn't wait To like, oh, is there like, ooh, something's happening with person G over here. Ooh, what can I do in this to change me? Even if the person's over here being a screaming banshee or doing something that is obviously destructive, I always get excited going, what can I do? Because that puts the power back in my hands. Did you have that experience too when you started to heal through your stuff? Like, This is so exciting.
1: Totally. And in one of my groups, I had a um a a woman there, she was about my age, and she came back the second week and said, does this change other people? Because she had gone home the last week and her husband was totally different. I know. (laughs) She couldn't believe it. I love that. Changing her created a different, she was different, right? Her vibration was different, her signal was different. So when she went home, she attracted a different version of him.
0: That's a hundred percent. I tell people all this all the time. I say, you got to look at things like in a simple equation. If you're, if you're a four, the numbers are relevant, but if you're a four and your person's a six and you guys are equaling a 10 and 10 is not working, you change your four to a different number, which is changing the channel and changing the frequency you change yours. And it automatically changes the sum of the two of you together. It can't not You know, it's like in the simplest terms, that's what I believe you're speaking of. You change yourself some way and it it just affects the outcome.
1: Yeah, yeah, totally. I like that way of looking at it.
0: Yeah,
1: Yeah. it changes your future. That's what I love about EFT because I knew the changes were permanent. Mm. The changes inside of me were permanent. So then I would attract something else in the future. And yeah.
0: That's that's so beautiful. So did you notice... That in your life, because a lot of times I feel when we're the disempowered version of ourselves, we've created these relationships around us that support and exploit that disempowered version of ourselves, consciously or unconsciously by other people. It's just the way it is, right? And when we start to heal, for me, it's like people are kind of like, who am I dealing with now? Did you have that same experience that they're like, what is this? Because they're used to the old dynamic.
1: Right. Yes. They're, they're expecting the old you, but yes, you've changed. So, so that, that change in them is that change in the dynamic. Yes. You're, you're putting off a different signal. So now they're wondering what's different.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: the signal I've, I've noticed as I've gone through deeper and deeper. So the change in the connective tissue that you are changing when you're letting go of the the stored tension through EFT or whatever could be through deeper work that really is changing the physical structure so I've experienced that my posture has changed and it's becoming more what I would call um self-assured yes yes so that then is then a different signal so I am attracting different things because that has changed that that happens all along the board every time you start every time you tap anytime you do any of this work that's changing the signal that you're putting off it really is changing the physical you don't always notice it to begin with i don't know if you watched my video the one um my main video on youtube it shows the physical changes to my body so i i have scoliosis still Mm -hmm. but um, it has it has straightened. It's not fully straight yet, but it's made a huge difference. Wow! And it was it wasn't something I started out to change. It just happened along the way, which is
0: funny. wow. That's yeah, that's incredible. There is a whole different essence. It's just it, it. I cannot stress this enough to people that we struggle for so long, and when when there is help, just right there we just have to be able be willing to step into it and and to know that what's on the other side of this is more brilliant and beautiful than ever it's like you know it's it's right Right. there it's right you often don't know that
1: right you don't know that until you get there I had a cool experience for me was after I'd done a lot of this work when I started going through a trauma each night with EFT I got to the point where I realized my mind was so much quieter and I asked myself why that was, and I realized my dad's voice was no longer in it. <sighs> wow. was, it was his voice or his words that was always talking to me, you know, telling me I'd done something wrong or how stupid it was, whatever. And then it wasn't there. But I had to go beyond that point where my mind was quiet in order to look back and see, oh yes, it was full of my dad's voice. But at the time I didn't know that. I had no idea. Yeah. Sometimes it takes doing this work, at least for a certain amount of time, before you can actually see the results.
0: Mm -hmm. Do you measure yourself, like, okay, I'm feeling a 10 right now? And do you measure yourself afterwards where you're at, like to kind of gauge?
1: That that is the um, official way of using EFT. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I'm not very good at doing that anymore. (laughs) I can kind of tell, you know, I can tell. Yeah. yes to begin with people that is suggested as a way to do it so it's like well okay i'm feeling anxiety on the level of zero to ten what number is it where ten's the most and you know if it's it's a 10 then you keep tapping until it's down to a zero one or two and then you can move on to something else
0: right right before we started recording you and i were talking briefly and you talked about having your third eye opened So can you talk to us about what the third eye is? Because we hear so much of these terms in the world, but people don't really know what they are or they assign their own meaning to them. So let's talk about the third eye, what that means and having it open and what what it's like when it's closed, (laughs) when it's in the closet.
1: (laughs) Okay, yeah, this is pretty weird stuff. Okay, so I kept going. Let me tell you a little bit more about the story. So I realized where I could feel as physical sensations. So what I started doing was just, feeling the feelings so I would do it when I was doing the dishes at the sink or I would do it lying on the sofa I would just bring up a thought from some event in the past and feel where those feelings are and just allow them to exist allow them to be Um, so it would often take holding my breath so I would like become like a statue it's okay I can feel this tension in my stomach I'm just gonna hold it there and then I'd hold it there and it would crescendo and dissipate and yes. then i think the thought again, the same thought, and I would do it again. And I would do it again and again until really it felt like there was nothing there. So equivalent to the zero, one, or two with the EFT. So then I got to the point that um, I could put my awareness on that feeling, right? The tension in the stomach and let it go. But So one time I felt that sensation and let it go and noticed that I could still be aware inside my stomach in physically inside my body I could keep my awareness there pretty weird it was pretty weird at the time and so I started working with that okay I just put my awareness inside my body then i move it slightly okay I'll move slightly to the right and feel the tension there and let it go and I just practiced it more and more and eventually, I was able to put my awareness in my head, and now I work on the tension that's stuck in my. I can put my awareness inside my bones. I can feel my awareness moving around, and at some point, I realized, oh, this must be what insight is: inside sight or inward sight, and actually looking inside of me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's pretty weird. I've never heard really people talk about it from this point of view. I've never heard anyone that. That does this so then I realized I trying try to work out okay where am I looking from because if you're looking at something right there's someone I, I know you're in front of me mm-hmm. right there's a distance and I can tell whether you're higher or lower so when I'm looking inside where am I looking from well I worked out that I'm looking from the center of my head mm. which is that's where the pineal gland is. Some people have talked about the pineal gland as having rods and cones, like a almost like a third eye. So it could well be there. I can't tell exactly where it is. It's that I know it's in the middle of my head, but I don't know whether that that's where the pineal gland is.
0: Right.
1: So that, I mean, I also have um, an outward sign of an open third eye, um, that much easier to see off camera. And that is, is it. Do
0: you have something on your forehead?
1: Um, yeah there's like an indentation oh okay
0: oh that's interesting
1: yeah and that that kind of came about as I was working through this oh inside and 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 feeling inside so yeah it's it's really weird it's even hard to explain if you've not experienced it before Mm -hmm.
0: so I have a hard time
1: explaining it but I understand
0: yeah 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 so is our our so our third eye is that the also the chakra for intuition like is that what our third eye is is our intuition it's our deep seeing
1: yes and that's 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 what it says so i've heard that's you know we would talk about it um you know i've read a lot about it my experience is that i can i can see multiple points of view um pretty much for everything outside of me um you which is actually kind of weird sometimes it's it. sometimes it's not so nice to be able to see so many points of view um other people don't take it well sometimes mm-hmm. um, but I can also work out I can sense that energy it's like I know that's why I know the energy is like people don't like me saying this I have put it on Facebook a few times but it's like the energy of this forcing someone is like the energy of the vaccines is the same as the energy of the abortion debate. It's the same as rape or um, abuse, incest. It's the same energy. It is. It. But a lot of people don't see that because they're so attached to the the subject. Yes. But it, it's the energy that matters.
0: It, it so is. To be
1: at peace, to be at peace, we need to let that go. We need to. Yeah, we just need
0: to let that go. You know what you're saying is so true because there is a there's a vibe attached to everything, and it and and they are attached to the subject. I hear you loud and clear, but it's that grrr, it's that vibe that's attached to it that's that's causing the issue. Because right. that's
1: we, what I was saying like before. Um, if we if we're so emotional about something, it's hard to realize that all you need to do is look inside of yourself, right? Because like with the abortion issue, people get so excited about it. They can't see beyond that. They can't see the energy. They can't see that all they need to do is work on themselves. So, and that happens a lot in society.
0: No, that's interesting. I think I must have a very open third eye because I'm very similar to you. In fact, last night my husband was telling me things he likes about me, and he said that exact thing. He said, "You see." behind the scenes, around the scenes. You, you, he goes, you see everything from so many different angles. And that's what you're explaining, which I, I don't know. I just figured it was awareness or experience or intuition. I didn't realize that would be a third eye opening. So I might, yeah, really. I might. It
1: is, it. An expansion. it is an expansion of awareness, right? Because you're yeah. aware of multiple different aspects.
0: You know, and you're right. And that's something that I want to touch on real quick. We're kind of and wrapping up our hour here, but when, it, when you do start to heal your insides, the outside world takes on a completely different view. It just looks different. Would you agree with that? And sometimes people, like you said, not everybody likes to hear that. Can you Do you have any words of wisdom or advice for people that are starting to heal themselves and noticing that the world, the mm-hmm. egoic stuck world- is not liking this new lighter, and I mean it as in light, capital L light way that you see. Can you give anybody like just some little words of wisdom or encouragement or a little pat on the butt? Stay in it, even though people, people, people are resisting you. <laughs> it's you, you take that away.
1: Okay, it, it is a journey for sure, but it's it's worth it. It's so worth it, and what you experience outside of you will change as you move along, right? And if that is your experience, right? And you're feeling emotions around it, that in itself is something to tap on. Mm. That's the the increased in awareness. It's like, okay, you can kind of get stuck in, oh, I feel that these people aren't aren't accepting me as I am. That's my feeling, right? I feel like I've changed and I don't feel like people are accepting me now.
0: Wow. Mm-hmm.
1: Right. so it's becoming aware of those feelings as you go as you go throughout the day right oh, what am I feeling now? what am I feeling now right you just keep going just experiencing what you're feeling and allow it to allowing it to be okay right? and that's what the tapping does it allows it to be okay okay I'm experiencing those people are not accepting me as I am right now and it's okay that I feel that way
0: yeah. That's okay, and then you take
1: a deep. I take a deep breath when I just allow it to be okay. Yeah. Then, right? Then you shift it another layer, and your the outsides will change slightly more.
0: Yeah. The magic you said. The magic is it's okay. There's something about it's okay, and when I I know Mm -hmm. I say that to myself, it's okay. Whatever I've got going on, or everything's Mm -hmm. gonna be okay, and I really believe that. It's like. So much releases. So I, I can see the value of those words with, with the tapping combined is even going to be more beautiful. There's um, a
1: very subtle difference, though. A yeah. lot of people, when they say it's okay, they're saying, don't look, don't look at what's happening, don't feel what's happening, mm. suppress it, and it will be okay. Right. So mm. what we're saying here is, it's like, okay, I am feeling this way and it's okay that I'm feeling this way. So subtle difference, all the difference in the world.
0: hundred percent, because one's a spiritual bypass. One's just, you know, Mm -hmm. getting away from it, pushing away and getting yourself back in your box and shutting the lid. And the other one is, is expansion, you know, two different, two two different gigs going on. Well, so do you, do you take Are you an EFT practitioner? I mean, what it is that you do and how can people find you and get in contact with you? Are you in the US? Where are you based?
1: I'm based in California. I am British, so there might be some accent in that too, but I've been here 30 years. Um, I do have a website, annhints.com. I would highly recommend people look at my videos on YouTube. I'm trying to put everything out there. I'm about to start creating some videos on how I believe we can change things that are happening in the world um, with some ideas on things to tap with. I also have a book called The Pathway to Insights, which talks about my journey. It talks about um, the law of attraction and my interpretation of it. And I've also got a chapter in there on if you want to change something, the questions to ask yourself to get the answers to things you should tap on about releasing your vibration currently around something that you don't have. Mm -hmm. Clear that out and then you look at what you do you want and you clear out any resistance to that.
0: Mm. So that
1: you're totally in a place of peace. And then you can start working on what you do want.
0: No, Ann sure knows her stuff. So you can not only tap on what you're getting rid of but you can tap on what you want.
1: Right, because right? if you want it, you don't have it yet. So there has to be resistance. So you've got to find that resistance tap it out and yeah. just let
0: it to flow. That is so beautiful. I love that. Well, of course, this hour went by in a snap of the fingers. It was so much fun. And I knew it would be. I was excited last night. I was thinking, oh, I get to talk to Anne tomorrow. This is going to be great because I could just I could just tell, I could just tell <laughs> that it was going to be an amazing interview. So thank you so much for being here. And your website is Ann Hints, A-I-N-C-E, which will be in the show notes as well, .com. Your YouTube channel? Do you have a link on your website? Do you have a special um, title for that? Or
1: you can just go to YouTube and search and search on my name. And, his. and
0: you're lucky. There's like sixty thousand Kristen Browns, so people can't do that with mine. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate And my book,
1: and my book is called The Pathway to Insight. So,
0: which my I love path- that name.
1: And I explained that I explain the steps that I took that I've, I've talked about here today.
0: Can you find your book? Is it an ebook or is it on Amazon, or where can they find your book?
1: It's both ebook and paperback, and it's on Amazon. Or Sweet. you can ask your local bookstore
0: for it. Sweet, that is amazing, and thank you so much for being here. I super appreciate you, and I just love this conversation, and I can't wait to listen to it again.
1: Thank you. I love deep conversation.
0: <laughs> Me too. I hope you all enjoyed this interview as much as I did. And if you did, I would sure appreciate it if you jumped over to iTunes and left me a five-star rating and review. And don't forget to share it with someone that you love. Until next time, everyone, remember, you matter.